blessed by the enlightenment that comes from the word of God in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Just as the hunting form of the mass today, the first part, that first part that the priest reads is called the hunting form, says that he has come to bestow on us eternal life. Eternal life. Everybody say eternal life. Eternal. We have become so used to this word that gradually its significance and its impact on us is losing grips. People of God, it's very important that we understand that God created us humans, but He didn't want us to act as humans. He created us humans, but he wants us to act divine. That is why we are created in his own image and in his own likeness. But in human form, with flesh and blood. In other words, it's like divinity wrapped up in humanity. And that's what we see you know, crystallized in the life of Jesus. For the counsel of the wicked has so affected humanity that humans now live based on the human dimension and now relegate the divine dimension to the background. In other words, what the devil did was for man to fight himself. And the Bible says, any house divided against itself cannot what? Stand. When you refuse to begin to act that dimension of divinity in you, you are fighting against yourself. Look at the gospel. Jesus said, So what shall I compare this generation? They are like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling to their playmates. That's the first instance. For them, life is all about play. Life is all about making things look ordinary. He said, we pipe to you and you will not dance. That means, they, if you have been piped, then you have, to, you have to dance. There must be a response. He said, we wailed and you did not mourn. Now, we we'll play pipe for you to dance. You did not dance. Now, we wailed, you did not mourn. Where do you belong? What do you want to become? He said, you're not hot, you're not cold. More than ever, for as many who are sensitive to the Spirit, what the Spirit is doing in the church now, the Holy Spirit is trying to quicken the church to wake up to her status in the Spirit. The church is not a building. Don't get that confused in your mind. You are the church. The Holy Spirit is trying to quicken us to begin to disengage from the human energy and begin to tap into the divine energy we have as Christians. God is tired of all this religiosity and folding of hands and moving as if the world is going to collapse and then we are not living at the supernatural. He wants you to live out the supernatural. He wants your life to be powered by the supernatural. And the worst part of it is that this supernatural is just loaded in you there, untapped. It's untapped. 
He's with you already. He's with you. The moment you receive Jesus in your life, that energy is activated. The eternal life has come. It's not when you will die. He's here with you already. He said, I have come. That's the reason why he came. I have come that you may have life. Which life? The divine life. Has it come? Yes. Has he transferred it? Yes. Oh, you may argue, how did I receive it? Now he has tangibly demonstrated it. He has given you his body and blood that committed no sin. That body and blood is a deified body. And so if you receive that body, then that body is inside of you. That body is a deified body. It's a supernatural body. That body is hosted by divine life. And God's intention is that you and I, in our day-to-day -day life, the energy that our body is powered with is not the one that comes from your food, not from the one that, you, that comes from your drink, but the one that comes from that deposit of his body inside of you. For you and I, when we are facing you know, difficulty, we want to exercise our strength. That's where we violate the law of eternal life. And the Holy Spirit is poised beyond measure to drag us out of that human energy and bring us into the divine energy. It's only when you begin to understand this that I can see that the, the, there are things that govern this world that eyes cannot see. When a system that is wicked, when a system that is highly diabolical, even the air you breathe is highly charged by all forms of energies of the devil. And that's why man can just, a man can stand up today and use knife and slaughter his own child. He can't do that normal. You can see somebody out of anger will just go and boil water and come and meet his or her own husband and pour the hot water on the person. Just like joke, you can see two persons quarrel. all of a sudden, he takes something and harms that person. It doesn't happen no more. This person has been taken captive by an energy that the eyes cannot see. God's intention is that as you live on this realm of earth, you are not to live by the energy that comes from the food you, that you, the food you eat and the water you drink, but from the energy that comes from the life he has given to you. That's what the Bible says, the righteous shall live by faith. Faith is not that I believe in God. I have said that severally because we confuse believing and then faith. Believing is that, yes, you accept the truth as articulated in our creed. I believe in one God, yes. Faith is the substance of God deposited in you. So when you say you have faith, what I'm saying is that I'm in touch with that substance God has given to me that is inside of me. Based on my faith, I'm doing this. But when you believe, it's different. And the Bible says the righteous shall live not by just believing, but by what? By faith. You and I, we must yield ourselves every day to thank God first of all for giving us eternal life. That's the truth of the gospel. You have it deposited in your soul. He wants you to be more conscious of that life than your human life. Many times when the human life is sick, we start treating it. Well, God is saying, yes, I know that one is there, but I have given you a superior one. Engage it. How do you engage it? You begin to believe in what God has given to you. And begin to act from there. 
Very important. And the only way for you to have access to the understanding of the working of this life is through the word of God. That's why the psalmist says in the respiratory psalm, you know, he says, his delight shall be what? In meditating on the word of God day and night. That's the key that begins to activate that dimension. He now says, he shall be like a tree planted by the river side that yields his fruit in due season. Whose leaves shall never wither? Have you seen a tree that never sheds leaves? You are that leaf by virtue of eternal life that you have inside of you. That means you will not be feeble. You will not be subject to affliction. You will be subject to infirmities. You will be subject to decadence. But if you and I don't activate it by pondering on the word of God as a spirituality, then that life will be dormant. We will live like men, men, subject to all kinds of nonsense, even though we are the privileged ones who have received grace. We must hear that and say to what the Holy Spirit is doing. He's eager, he's eager. He's looking for Christians who are ready to migrate. He's tired of us complaining, I don't have the strength to resist sin. I don't have the strength to pray. I don't have the strength to, to have the life, live the life of faith. I don't have the strength to face darkness. He's tired of that. He's not asking you to do it, but he has put that energy in you that he may help you exercise it. That's why Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. But with God, all things are possible. Even Paul himself explained at the point. He said, oh, who would deliver me from this bondage of the flesh? And then he said, the things I want to do, I see myself not be able to do it. But the things I don't want to do, I see myself doing it. That was when Paul was struggling to understand himself. But when Paul crossed over, his language changed. He said, I can do all things. I can do all things. Through Christ that strengthens me. And he says, Christ in you. Not Christ in heaven. Christ in you is what? The hope of glory. So all the weaknesses we are complaining about. Where is our Christ? All the fears we are entertaining. Where is our Christ? All our unchanging life. Where is our Christ? Where is that Christ in you that is your glory? Until you begin to have a personal work with him. The more you walk with him through the inspiration that comes from his word, the more his glory will make manifest in your life. And the Holy Spirit is eager to train us in that dimension of God. Because the battle is coming. God cannot raise you as an army at this point in time and you don't fight. You must fight the good fight of faith. You must fight darkness. You must confront the pillars of evil. You must resist the incursion of perversity. Our homes shall be a realm where God dwells perpetually. And it's only when we begin to yield with the Lord day by day that this reality can come. So we pray at this Mass. That as God is deposing this knowledge in our hearts this morning, that will take certain measures to walk in the light of His Word. Don't relent. One of the secrets to making progress is don't count your past. Whatever you have achieved in the past is zero. As far as God is concerned, you have to look up, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of faith. May God bless his words in the house through Christ our Lord. Amen.